Mahomes, timing route, down the sideline, it's caught, touchdown! Brady pumps, looking for Brown deep, and throwing for Brown. He's got it at the 30, the 20, the 10, the Patriots have won! Welcome back to Touchdown with Tom and Will, episode 8, discussing week 7 of the NFL season, looking towards week 8. It's a huge week for the NFL, including loads and loads of tight games. I think summed up by the win, that, the game that we decided was probably the best of the week, um, the Cardinals defeating the previously unbeaten Seattle Seahawks. Huge win for Kyler Murray and that organisation, making it such an exciting division. Lots of other tight games. Tom, what a week it was. Oh man, Sunday was incredible. It was also my first ever Sunday of watching Red Zone yeah. on um, on TV, which is this incredible thing that I haven't even discovered yet, where you just sit there, and, and the worst, sorry, for one, the worst thing about NFL is adverts. Yes. By far, especially if you're watching it on my dodgy links, I get bloody loads of Geico, American, yeah. hyped up adverts, and they're awful. But Red Zone is advert free, and it jumps between all the big plays from the game, so it's got all of them on at one time, essentially, but it cuts to the, like, the important plays, and this was a great week for Red Zone because there was so much going on on Sunday. It's it's unbelievably un-American in the sense there's not a single advert. And even if you watch it on Sky Sports where they're now showing it, no adverts. And you just yeah, you just go from game to game, touchdown to touchdown. Even if there's no touchdowns in the game, they'll just go to the most entertaining game. Switch back and forth is definitely the way to watch the NFL. You won't miss a single big play. In terms of for us then talking about it, it's ideal. So if you do have access to Sky or a stream of Sky or a friend's <laughs> Sky, whatever, it's definitely a way to do it. And yeah, the games that were close this week, I mean, I just said about the Cardinals, Seahawks, Unbelievable result there for Arizona. Yeah, no, and I'm summing up the game and I'm put here, if there's any highlights package to watch, it's this one. It's insane. It's back and forth, some unbelievable individual plays. It's the first week I think we've not taken the Cardinals. Yeah. Both of us, none of us took the Cardinals and they pulled off an incredible upset over Seattle in the division, the best division in football. What a win for the Cardinals going forward. Yeah, and now five and two, I'd say oh. you've got to put them as the second favourites flat Ooh. division. I mean, possibly. I mean, we started off by saying that look, they're a little bit off um, uh, Seattle and San Francisco, and they're probably in that kind of fight for third with LA. Not that LA haven't been also kind of impressive this season, kind of undergone. They haven't had so much drama as, as the other big teams say haven't been talked about so much. But I think the Cardinals are as good as anyone yeah. right now to win that division with the way getting a win like that against Seattle. I think they've sort of proved that this isn't a rebuild year now. Yeah. So before people were saying, this is, a, this is part of the process. Cliff Kingsbury's second year, Kyler Murray's second year, just starting to like sort of get the offense going, sort out the defense. Now, no, you've got to push the playoffs now. You're in a position to do it. It's not a rebuild year. Yeah. It's a time to go out and maybe win the division and definitely try and go get a wild card spot. Yeah, so 34 to, 37 to 34 win for Cardinals. That was one of four games decided by three points or by just a field goal. The Steelers... Now the only unbeaten team in the NFL, beating the Titans 27-24. Now, you picked the Titans for this game, Tom, but the point bigger is that the Steelers just look unstoppable. Yeah. And oh, uh, the, I'm oh so, so strong. That run defense is unbelievable, isn't it? They absolutely shut out the Titans in the first half. Derek, there's, there's one incredible clip of Derek Henry from like two yards out, charging, yeah. and the linebacker comes to meet him. And there's literally a boom! And you can hear it from the microphone off the pitch as this linebacker slaps into Derek Henry and knocks him back, having been a yard out with the basically a clean run on goal. On goal? On well, essentially on goal, yeah. yeah. Um that run defense is the basically is the DNA of the Steelers. It has been for years. And they're finally back to sort of that 
what makes the Steelers good. Yeah. And I think they're they're deservingly the only unbeaten team in the league. And now probably divisional favourites ahead of the oh, Ravens, massively. which is crazy to say. Yeah. In a league with the Ravens. But then the other two three point wins were the two divisional wins, the Browns being the Bengals thirty seven to thirty four. That went down to the very last play of the game. As, as did the well, Saints versus Panthers slightly more comfortable for the Saints, winning 27-24 in that division. And then the two one point wins got to get through these was Eagles being the Giants 22-21 in a game that really summed up uh, that division that horrendous Daniel Jones moment where he runs 80 yards oh, and you're like yes, yes go on go on go on and with no pressure around him uh, just kind of falls yeah it's like it's, it's, it's so top heavy it's <laughs> literally just like, the meme where they got like the American sniper and it's yeah it's like, boom, 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 boom. goes down yeah and then the final one point win was the Lions beating the Falcons 23-22 but an incredible week for kind of close matchups the dream for Red Zone, and in, in a way, the nightmare for anyone who has to produce Red Zone, because yeah. they try and go back and forth between these games, making sure you see all the all the key points. So yeah, a really, really good win for the NFL. Nice to see that we kind of had two consecutive weeks now with no COVID cancelled games. It yeah. looks like, you know, touch wood, that we're kind of moving past that, and teams have got that together with that in the camp. In terms of a division that hasn't looked like it's woken up to the fact that we're actually playing a league this year, <laughs> the NFC is... The Eagles now top the NFC East with two wins what from seven fuck? games. In all other seven divisions, you need five wins to top it. The Eagles topping it with two. They're joint with the Cowboys and the uh, Redskins, all with two wins. What, what is the NFC East and how is it the case that they are going to be in the playoffs? One of these teams will be in the playoffs. Do you know what? It's always frustrating for them as well because they're like... They sent out the Cowboys who got absolutely blown out by Washington, which is un- incredible. Now, Washington, who were also meant to be in a rebuild year, yep. suddenly are in with a chance of making the playoffs. Cowboys now, you're like, are we in a rebuild year? Or do we push for the playoffs? Because it's still very gettable with the fact that this division is so shit. Yep. Uh, but it does. It, it, it's exciting. It means that teams that wouldn't have a chance anywhere else yep. have a shot. Yeah. Which is fun. You're right, right with that. I mean, it's crazy. I looked, but I did look. At, I looked at one like playoff as they would stand right now. So if you just cancel the season now, went straight to the playoffs. The Eagles would have the Bears, and yeah. you know what? In a one-off game, we say in the NFL, there's a few teams that will never beat certain teams. There's a few teams that will always beat certain teams. But there's a big kind of middle section. I back maybe in a one-off game, the Eagles against the Bears. And that's what's so crazy is they could then progress in the playoffs. And you'd be like, how on earth does that happen? But that could be the case. What's and- also crazy is in the NFL is that if you win your division. You are the fourth seed. Yeah. And so you will play the, the what, the seventh seed, I assume? Or? Yeah, probably. So, the, so you will play, even if you have the worst record in the out of all the teams who have qualified for the playoffs, even if you have the worst record, the fact that you won your division means you'll play at home yeah. against the weakest team or one of the weakest teams in the other division, which is ridiculous considering that, like, yeah, the Eagles, let's say they won the division with six games which is very possible, yeah. considering how bo- bloody rubbish it is. They will play against the weakest. They have the best chance of getting through. Yeah, no, it's, it's, ab- it's absolutely madness. But the, I mean, whether they get out together or not, a lot of these teams have got, I mean, you obviously got Daniel Jones trying to lead the Giants. You've got, uh, or who's now leading the Redskins is the guy from Who, Carolina. Yeah, well, um, Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen. <laughs> And then obviously, and then you've got Carson Wentz, who's not looking like himself at all. And now the Cowboys, as we discussed, onto their third string quarterback with Ben DiNucci, <laughs> uh, a seventh round pick this year, only thrown two passes so far, two pass attempts so far this year, out of James Madison, a very little known college and quite a bad college division. So it's so up for grabs. Honestly. You, now we've got to put a, so I think we should state our, now, Tom, how many wins would it take to win Whoa. this division? So there's been two. 
so far from two is the most of anyone's got in the first seven halfway. weeks. Come into halfway. So right now, on average, the best team will have five. You could win a division <laughs> with five. Six, I think, will win it. Six oh, could honestly could, win this division. It could honestly win it, considering how bad it is. I think the Eagles will get seven somehow. Yeah. They need players to come back. And I think they will get their act together just because they've got the quarterback in theory and yeah. they've got the coach and they've been to the Super Bowl recently. So they, yeah. I, I have to believe, I have to believe that they've got the sort of the, the infrastructure to get it together. Yeah. Whereas the others are just complete shit shows. Uh, and the only advantage you've got from being in the NFC East is you get to play other teams from the NFC East. Yeah. So like, <laughs> you get six games against them. Whoever's got the most games against them left at this point, um, they've still all got like four or five probably. Uh, that's probably what's going to help you get through. But it is shocking to see a team with such big franchise as well in terms of the Cowboys and the Eagles, especially. Well, yeah, and no. the Giants uh, performing so poorly. Yeah, and you got the Cowboys now after their blowout loss against Washington with real questions on them. We highlighted last week that there's some problems in camp with the potential of leaks coming out about the coaching staff not being strong enough. They're now onto their third string quarterback, as you rightly said. Andy Dalton cooked a massive hit, helmet to helmet. Um, went down, concussed. And what was really weird to see was normally in the NFL, if there's any sort of roughness to the quarterback, there's a lot of sense of protection yeah. of the quarterback. You look after your quarterback, you look after your teammates. And it's almost like a point of pride that if some, one of your mates gets hit, um, like they have to react and fight. That's almost encouraged because yeah. yeah. you're like, good on you for backing up. So you have Pouncey, who after Miles Garrett hit um, Rudolph over the head, Pouncey then pounced yeah. on Garrett and started beating him up. Yeah. Pouncey being Rudolph's teammate last year. Yeah. This didn't happen at all. Andy Dalton got hit and was down and no, no reaction from the Cowboys, which sort of speaks volumes for the sort of the camaraderie in the locker room. Yeah. And so there's a lot of criticism on Mike McCarthy as the coach, but players got to start looking at themselves, don't they? No, What's I agree. It makes it seem very shallow, the whole kind of like, oh yeah, we love Dak. Dak's a great teammate. You know, we, we're always there for our teammate. And then as soon as someone else is in that uniform... You leave him lying there. You know, it's a big thing in basketball. If one of your players goes down, you should stay down. And you wait, or when your teammates goes down, the teammates should stay down. And you should wait till your teammates come and give you the hand up. That's very much a thing. And the same in the NFL. You generally don't help yourself up. Whereas yeah, Andy yeah. Dalton concussed, had no one yeah. running over to him. It was really sad to see. And I think the final big talking point before we wrap up this week has to be the fact that Antonio Brown, the kind of ongoing saga of this league, to go with the ongoing just fantasy team that is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, has joined Tom Brady in Tampa, a player he linked up with in New England before that all kind of fell apart of his accusations of domestic assault. The Sexual assault and rape, yes. Yes. So Antonio Brown is this sort of star-studded receiver that we've actually been mentioning almost non-stop for three years. Yeah. Because there's something always happening. There's clearly something that's been going on in his head mentally. He seems yeah. all over the place. But there's no doubt that three years ago, two years ago when he played for Pittsburgh, he was insane and by far the best receiver in the league. Since then, he's been cut by Pittsburgh. Well, they traded him for basically nothing yeah. to the Raiders. The Raiders then cut him, taking a massive financial loss almost straight away in the start of last season. Yep. He then went to the Patriots, who then cut him very quickly. And so now you sort of wonder what's going to happen when Tampa Bay pick him up. He is, yeah, he's got, I think, three um, sexual assault charges on him. Uh Brian, Bruce, Bruce Arians yeah. sort of said whatever happens in the court we'll react to that so yeah. at the moment it's just accusations um, I think it does say a lot sort of about American culture maybe that someone can do so many things really wrong and really bad and they just sort of gloss over them yeah, sounds I mean, like someone else in American power 
Yeah, <laughs> very good reference there with an election happening in yeah. in five days. But no, you're right. I mean, the the, the NFL has constantly had issues, more so with um, domestic assault in terms yeah. of players doing that, and then somehow find a way back into the league. Um, obviously, Kareem Hunt got banned for. For, for a number of games for that same thing recently. With Antonio Brown, he was actually quite successful in his limited time with the Patriots. And as soon as the accusations came out, I believe, that was yeah. when Bill Belichick said, nope, we're not having this. We don't need this drama. There's never any drama in New England. <laughs> and he kind of just dropped him because of that. Bruce Aarons has kind of taken him on, almost like taking him with his drama and said, you know, if, if you obviously get caught guilty or whatever this card going to cost, you'll just be dropped immediately. Yeah. But well, until now, you haven't you haven't been. So we'll have you as part of our team. How they can feed all these wide receivers? Oh, in honestly, I have no idea. But I think what Pat McAfee was saying on his show was, that if you're winning, you no one cares. No, yeah. When you're winning, true. it doesn't matter if you only get targeted four times. If you win the game, you don't mind. You're going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, no, that's true. And I tell you what, this is a big win and a big indication of the impact Tom Brady is having yeah. in Tampa Bay. So Tom Brady really enjoyed working with Antonio Brown in New England when he arrived at Tampa Bay. He was rumored to go into Bruce Arians' office and say, "I want Gronk." And I want Antonio Brown. Bruce said, maybe Gronk, absolutely not Antonio Brown. And looks what's happened. It's not necessarily need him right now. I mean, yeah. They're five and two and playing incredibly well. But look, it looks like he's gone there. And Tom Brady, I think Bruce Aarons asked him on his press conference, he was like, you know, what, what impact Tom Brady has? And he was like, hello, I'm here too. You know, very successful NFL coach. It's not all Tom Brady, but, uh, you know, the focus is on Brady. Arians himself being a pretty charismatic coach. But, you know, Tampa Bay, and we talked about last week, their defense has slept on. Their defense? The defense yeah. slept on like they are so strong there, as well as all the attacking stardom that they have in that uh, in that offense. How long it will stay together after this year? Who knows? But for this year, they do look like they're going onto the playoffs. But they're going to have to hopefully win their division first. They got to beat the Saints to that, where they're currently tied at the top of that division with the Saints. So a long way to go for Tampa, but that team is getting more and more and more stacked, which I think is a good lead into our kind of wrap ups of last week our kind of 30 second wrap ups we've been doing the last three weeks 30 now. seconds 20 seconds 20 seconds mate. sorry 20 seconds gave myself a luxury there <laughs> 20, 20 second wrap ups um, of the results of last week and if anything else we want to say based on that we will do at the end of that so I think we're, we're good to go Tom kind of zig- zigzagging left right as we look at our screens now off you go off I go the Jets lost their 7th consecutive game 18-10 to the Bills they're actually leading this game by 10 but in the second half they gained 4 yards I repeat Four what? yards in a half, the least of any team in 30 years, four yards. That is insane. <laughs> the Steelers beat the Titans, as we mentioned, 27-24. The first half looked like it was going to be a blow. Steal out, Titans came back, and it was only a missed field goal with seconds on the clock by Goskowski, who has won three Super Bowls with the Patriots before joining the Titans. That prevented this going to overtime. The Eagles edged out the Giants 22-21. to They were actually down 21-10 with seven minutes to play, but Carson Wentz led two kind of game-winning drives. That biggest moment was Daniel Jones just falling over after eight yards, but actually he was very impressed by Carson Wentz. The Eagles now do look favourites for that division, even if they're on two wins. God, you want to get a breath in there? Yeah, <laughs> uh, the other game that we spoke about a lot, the Seahawks lost to the Cardinals 34-37. This was my game of the weekend. Make sure you watch it online if you can. The difference this year between the Cardinals is their defence. They were 32nd last year, 10th this year. They picked off Russ three times and the only time they led the game was actually when they kicked the winning field goal. They also brought in a fairly handy wide receiver. <laughs> uh, the Packers defeated the Texans 35-20. This is all about Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, just him throwing to him every single time. I mean, Adams was the player who got every single third down conversion for the Packers, some sort of record for that. Uh, more pain for Deshaun Watson in the sections. Deshaun Watson's had a great season so far. 100-plus pass rating, five straight games, but he's 1-4 in those games. 
Jaguars lost 29-39 to the Chargers. Justin Herbert's first win. Love that. And he won Rookie of the Month. He is looking like an absolute stud and the Chargers have their guy. The Jaguars, on the other hand, found out today that Minch has been playing with a broken hand since the 11th of October. He's likely to miss a significant amount of the games coming up. We talked about Washington beating Dallas 25-3, to an embarrassing day for Dallas Cowboys. They only got 142 net yards, which was good in comparison to the Jets' four, but it's their fewest since 2001. Dalton, a day to forget. He was sacked for a safety, threw an interception, then got concussed. They're now on their third string quarterback. The Chiefs blew away the Broncos 43-16 in the snow. We thought maybe that the snow might hinder this powerful Chiefs offense. Absolutely the opposite. Mahomes said he reckons he plays better in the snow. If there was ever a game to sum up how wrong I was about the Broncos' prospects this season, it was this one. The Saints somewhat stumbled to a 27-24 divisional win over the Panthers. The Panthers, it's very tough for right now. Christian McCaffrey is still out. Bridgewater had a quite good return to New Orleans. He threw two touchdowns. The Saints' passing defense has been a real issue, but they are still top of that division with Tampa. The 49ers, the second blowout I've been talking about. The 49ers beat the Patriots 33 points to 6. The Pats were shit, really shit. And it looks like the 49ers are back after Jimmy G's return. They scored five times and Cam had there. They scored five times and Cam had nine passing yards in the first half. Cam was taken out of the third. It's the joint worst Belichick defeat. The Lions beat the Falcons 23 to 21. The story of this game was Todd Gurley accidentally oh. scoring a touchdown. It was so sad. Basically, he needs to not score a touchdown to delay the game a little bit more. Instead, he scores it. He gives Stafford an entire minute to go up the game and score a game-winning drive. Very good from Matt Stafford. More. Uh, sadness for the Falcons. The Bucks blew away the Raiders, asserting their dominance again in their division, I'd say. It's, and again, it's another blowout defeat for Gruden after a bye. I highlighted last week that for the Raiders, he's lost by 15, 18, and now quick maths loads. <laughs> <laughs> Brady won the Offensive Player of the Month and is still at his best. The Browns beat the Bengals 37-34 by Ivory and fuck off Baker. His whole celebration pointing to the sky. Sure, you beat the Bengals. It was a great three touchdowns in the fourth quarter, to be fair to him. Burrow already has five 300-plus yard games. Looks a real talent. Heartbreaking loss for him. Donovan Peoples-Jones with the game-winning touchdown. Final game. Monday Night Football. Bears lost by 10 to the Rams 24. The Bears are crap. but And the Rams won because of their punter. Six punts by Johnny Hecker inside the Bears 20, which makes it really hard for them to get out of their own, like, sort of area. This guy has also thrown for 180 yards and a touchdown in his career. Good little roundup there. there. I mean, there's a few things there I want to quickly touch on uh, before we go into the halftime show, because bits we hadn't talked about before now. that Now, the Browns beating the Bengals. Firstly, how good have Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert looked in terms of quarterbacks coming into the league? Obviously, Justin Herbert's got his first win uh, I think Joe Burrow has also only got one win on the board so far, but both had incredibly impressive stats coming into not very good organisations in terms of how they performed last year. Um, and it was so tough for Joe Burrow. He kind of scores a touchdown to put the Bengals ahead with about a minute and a half to go. And Flair Bay, Baker Mayfield probably has his kind of biggest breakout game so far uh, for the Browns, throwing that touchdown to Donovan Peoples-Jones to win the game. But again, as Colin Cowherd said in his big rant on Instagram, like 
sure, you beat the Bengals. You know, until you beat a team that doesn't just get the number one pick, we're not going to be impressed. Until you have a better record against teams of plus 500, not going to be impressed. And I kind of see where Collins, Cow- Collins coming from, although he does hate Baker. Did you give me some stupid stat? Was it you told me that something like 60% of Baker's wins have been against the Bengals? Yeah. So, like, all of it... Is, what, what, what is the exact yeah, stat? Yeah, it's something like that. He's won something like five or six games against the Bengals. And that makes up sure. about 70% yeah. of his But those have all been wins. seasons where the Bengals have lost 12 to 16. Games. Yeah, exactly. So, so it like, sort of shows how good Baker really is. Yeah, and sure, like you throw three touchdowns in the fourth quarter, amazing. But do it against the Steelers in yeah. a game like the previous week, where they got absolutely soon, blown it? out, and he'll have to do it soon. I was talking about that division though. Let's say the Bengals are now a lot better. Obviously, scoring thirty-four points, not showing it in terms of wins, but this is now one of the best divisions in football. You could say. Whereas yeah, last yeah. year, you'd say it was one of the worst because the Ravens won it so easily. Pittsburgh were a mess. The Browns were a mess. The Bengals won no games. Suddenly, you've got three very strong teams and an up-and-coming Bengals team. It's kind of competing there with one of the best te- divisions in the AFC. Well, the only thing that the Browns are missing is like a quality quarterback. Yeah. Like, Baker, yeah, we've said this. You said it once, you said it twice, say it a third time. He did play really well in this game, and he did throw some right unbelievable touchdowns late on. But the difference against the good teams at the moment is Baker. And so, yeah, it'll be really interesting to see. Um, if yeah, they stick with him going yeah, forward yeah definitely yeah, it's a decision year for them and the only other thing I'd say is embarrassment in New England 33-6 to six. I mean you just do, do not see this uh, at Foxborough I mean bear check to lose is one thing to lose to your kind of the quarterback that you raised yeah. you raised Garoppolo on the Brady's he wing he wanted him wanted him he leaves to kind of get his starting spot. If he'd saved for maybe two more years, he'd have been a Patriots quarterback. But left fair play to him, got to a Super Bowl, and then to win 33-6, to six, that is embarrassing for New England. But also they see Tom Brady doing absolute bits, yeah. like, on the other side of the country and having the best time of his life. Yeah. And they're just watching it. It's like, yeah. we want you back. And yeah. Brady's like, I don't want to be there. He's having know? way more fun than like, Honestly, having yeah. an absolute jolly. Yeah. Whilst... Cam is looking very upset in New England. Yeah, so, but anyway, a really, really entertaining week because even the games that were blowouts had stories, stories in them. And the yeah, Bucks did really hurt the dominance against the Raiders. Oh, I have a fun stat for oh, the yeah. Bucks um, Raiders. Okay, so John Gruden was coaching the Raiders. This is the first time in history. Let me try and get this right. That a coach has been coaching for the team that the team he's against beat in the Super Bowl. When he was coaching that team. So, Gruden was yeah. coaching the Bucks when they won the Super Bowl against sure. the Raiders. Yeah. And he's now coaching the Raiders. So, it's the first time ever that a coach has sort of flipped and played against a team. Oh, he's won a Super Bowl with? With the Bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, if, so, if somehow... So, when Mike McCarthy plays the Cowboys... Plays the Packers... Yes, yeah, with yeah. The Cowboys, it's the same situation. It'll be the same. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good stat. Good stuff. Terrible, absolutely butchered by me saying. No, though. true, but a little bit. But also, it, it shows the point that usually, once you're winning a Super Bowl of a team, that's where you're retiring. Yeah, yeah that's what yeah, that shows. Yeah, yeah. Team, you know, Belichick is not likely to leave New England. Um, in the same way, we kind of don't see Andy Reid's not going to leave. Andy Reid leaves in Kansas, so it, it is like that. It shows kind of uh, the fact that coaches can move on in terms of Gruden, um, but it's not quite working out for him yet with the Raiders. But they're three and three, so you know, got a long way to go. It could be uh, in about the playoffs. Uh, halftime show we usually make it not about football at all but I'm in a I'm in a gloating mood uh, because I had an unbelievable fantasy week that's why we want to talk about it you win I did I did oh! I- I won it. I hadn't it, was, it was looking terrible no well it wasn't looking terrible well it was, well, it was looking it was looking like it was going to be uh, disastrous the thing with the, the fantasy football app that we use 
The thing that really gets me is that the app creates predicted points for yeah, every single player. Yeah, which is very frustrating. Because so it predicts how many points a player will score each week, which throws you off massively because it says, you're looking at it going, I'm having a pretty good week here. But they're predicted to get, as you were saying, Will was on for 150 points. I was like, whoa, this is incredible. Considering sort of that, if you get over 120, you're likely to win. Um, Will was on 150. And it said the other person was predicted to get 180. Yeah. And Will ended up with the victory, apparently. So I got 159.8 uh, to Nate's 155.6. Two, by a long way, higher scoring teams. Uh, I kind of came... Probably, I think, the two highest scores... Of all the seasons. Possibly the season so far. I mean, Tyler Boyd put an absolute shift for me. Uh, the Packers' defense did very well. Drew Brees got 24 points for me. It was a it was a very, very good week. And everyone, I think, other than Adrian Peterson with Detroit, everyone kind of did better than they were expected to do. The win, the only thing that got me through it was the fact that Ty Higby, the LA Rams uh, tight end, didn't play. <laughs> um, I think if his predicted points had even come close to coming through, uh, I would have been fine. Shout out to Nate, though. He got 17 points from his uh, Niners defense. 44 points for Devontae Adams. was an unbelievable score. And 38 for Justin Herbert. So those numbers might not mean a huge amount to guys that don't follow fantasy. Uh, <laughs> but I was very pleased with that. I now go to three and four. But what I really want to talk about is my dilemma for this week in terms of who I start in my team. That's <laughs> uh, why I wanted to bring Tom in on this. So I've got two options at quarterback. That's why I'm starting with this. Right, no, no, you're going to find your team. Find, find my team. My options at quarterback are Drew Brees. Uh, who wait let me skip to week playing eight playing Chicago yeah so Drew Brees uh, who is playing Chicago uh, at Chicago or Lamar Jackson who is hosting Pittsburgh two top quarterbacks Pittsburgh obviously great run defense which is a lot of the points Lamar Jackson picks mm. up both predicted to have very very similar games you're also obviously. playing top of our top of our fantasy league I am playing top of the league so it does matter but currently the predicted points is very close to a big <laughs> matchup which is obviously what I care about but so, Drew Brees or Lamar Jackson, where would you go here, Tom? Oh, you know what? Lamar Jackson's going to have to step up in this big game, you know? Yeah. So, he's going to have to. So, you either think, yep, he can do that, because he's going to have to have a big game, realistically. Yeah. But that Pittsburgh defence has been amazing. I think Drew Brees can dink and dunk over Chicago. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, that is a re- back, no, back Lamar, I think. Back no. Lamar? Ah, I don't know. Uh, Lamar's, sure choice Lamar's in the team right now. Might be switching back and forth right up to the deadline. Um, but that's a really tough one for me. And then my other one that I'm really struggling to pick is my wide receivers. So oh, I've, mate, you've I've, got... I've currently got uh, Keenan Allen in, who's having a very good season so far. Justin Jefferson, who's wow. having a great rookie year. Rookie of the year at the moment, yeah. I think. And Jarvis Landry, who is questionable. So that's the only kind of... Right, so you have to Chris... get Tyreek Hill in because so he's, he's playing out. the Jets. So, but, oh yeah, Tyreek Hill actually, I don't know. Tyreek Hill probably will go in there. But then Tyler Boyd for Cincinnati who's at Tennessee, I kind of think he could come in and then maybe I'm dropping who? Justin Jefferson? But he's at Green no. Bay. He's at Green Bay. Mm. Or Keenan Allen, he's going to score points at Denver, surely. Also, so Odell Beckham Jr. is now out for the year with an ACL. Yeah. Another ACL. It seems like they're ongoing. And so Jarvis Landry is now number one target for Baker. you got to factor that in, really. You have to. Yeah, you have to factor that in. Also, I mean, Landry apparently is is take or, uh, you know, hit or miss in terms of the game. Played for a broken rib. Uh, but he's seven-year veteran hasn't actually missed a game in his career. Apparently, Jarvis Landry. So apparently, with broken rib, he's going to play the Raiders. Uh, so oh, tough one to decide there. But yeah, fantasy's going well. Tom, how's your fantasy going briefly? Um, right. have look, <laughs> let's have a look at the league here. I'm playing my brother actually this week. Um, We're both three and four. Both three and four. I'm playing my brother this week, yeah. and his predicted score is sixty. 
Ah. He has been fucked by um, people being on buys at the wrong time. Like, or him not changing it. Yeah, well, and yeah, so he's going, got, so he's got Hopkins on a buy, McLaurin on a buy. McCaffrey was his first pick, the first pick in the draft. He's obviously out injured. Um, I have been giving Andrew a bit of assistance, can I just say? Yeah. But um, he had a great week. Which week? Yeah, he's been. In, yeah, I don't know. It's a lot of fun, isn't it? It is a lot of fun. It says here Michael Thomas, who is now back from his ban from the Saints, is he going to play? But also might not be playing because he's a Grade One hamstring strain. Uh, so he is questionable uh, to play in that game against Chicago. I've got Drew Brees playing in. You do have that Ravens defense. Interesting how they how they do against the unbeaten Pittsburgh uh, and Josh Allen playing against New England, that's a game I'm excited about. Yeah. Because uh, I think it's kind of put into that game there. It looks like you should have a fairly easy win against your brother this week. So that's our little halftime show. A bit football-based, it has in the previous weeks, but uh, I just wanted to gloat a little bit about how well my fantasy's <laughs> going. But I am 3-4, and four, so really I've got nothing to shout about. Uh, but we might as well move on to looking at next week's games. And there are some very, very good games. Some teams on buys, obviously. Um, the first team, first matchup. Uh, we're going to discuss here is the Falcons playing the Panthers divisional. Uh, the Panthers, you know, have been pretty good this year, given they had no Christian McCaffrey. They're three and three, I believe. Falcons, obviously, one and six. Uh, these are the weaker teams uh, in the NFC South, obviously, behind Tampa and New Orleans. Um, without a defense, I think it's impossible to call it for the Falcons. They have literally no defense. Um, so, probably going to call this one for Carolina. Really? Yeah. Because Teddy Bridgewater has a sort of boosted a, a clip which sort of sums up how well he's playing at the moment. He's actually had a really good game against New Orleans. Mm. He's being elusive and he's got a really good throw on him. Obviously, helps when you're a quarterback. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's in Carolina as well. Pat Falcons just find a way to lose. We didn't actually touch on too much how they actually lost against oh, the Lions. Yeah. So they're in the Lions 20. They need, so they need to get first down, kill the clock and just kick literally... Almost like a conversion in rugby from right in the middle yeah. on the twenty-two. Yeah, about it's a the, minute and fifteen to win the game. So they're, tra- yeah. they're trailing by about they're trailing by two or one. Yeah, and they want to set up a field goal. What they do is they score a touchdown, which gives by mistake. Yeah, and there's a clip online of um, Matt Ryan going to Gurley, "Don't score, don't score," and the Lions' defense almost let him through. Yeah, they try and stop the first down. When as soon as they realize they can't, they let him go. He scores a touchdown. Gives Matthew Stafford a minute, and to be fair to him, went down the pitch and did score a great, it was yeah. an insane touchdown. It, but the Falcons find ways of losing at the moment. You have to pick the Panthers here, I think, which yeah. is crazy considering I don't think they're a better team. No, I definitely are. But Todd Gurley's like momentum. It's so sad, like takes him over the line. He kind of holds his feet almost like a toe tap about a yard before the line, but his whole body's moving the other way, and he kind of collapses sideways into the end zone with like enough of his body over the game line to kind of call it a touchdown but there was no celebration for the Falcons there what have you done you've let them back in with a chance well they, yeah they were like we are well we're leading but yeah but you still give them a chance it, yeah. and Matt Stafford did very well to lead that one to a win so yeah both picked the Panthers here to beat the Falcons huge game this in the AFC North a proper kind of AFC North matchup between the Steelers and the Ravens Tom Wade the rivalry here is immense huge. as well and it's just now at boiling point with both sides playing the best football they've sort of played in years uh, the Ravens have added Yannick Ngokwe, yeah. uh, the defensive end, to tie up with Calais Campbell, the two members of the Legion of Boom, of course, from Jacksonville that made the NFC playoff, NFC or AFC? The AFC, uh, AFC playoff game, yeah. championship game a few years ago. Um, the Steelers, though, they, they're looking like the best team in football at the moment with that run defense. And the Ravens obviously rely so heavily on their run game. They're currently, without Mark Ingram at full 
strength. Yeah, no, he's been getting me no points at all in fantasy. Yeah, he's um he's questionable at the moment. So that's a big part of their run game that might be missing. Oh, this is such a tough one to pick, Will, honestly. It's, it's definitely one to watch. I think it's tough. I think the Steelers uh, you know, are really wanting to assert the dominance over that division, which they had um, for a number of years. I mean, they chased Claypool, and they've obviously got Peoples Jones now talking about that touchdown. Uh, sorry, that's not him. No, <laughs> <laughs> the place. That's right. I mean, just Miss Schuster. Juju Smith Schuster as well on the offense. Oh, really tough to call this one. It's one where I think we've got to go two different ways. Yeah, yeah. So I'll, back Lamar, I'll do what I always do and say, I'll go for whichever you don't. Oh, yeah, that's really helpful. <laughs> <laughs> really helpful Come tactic. on, I'll go Steelers then. You go Steelers and okay, I'm going to bat Lamar and, and, and the Ravens. It's going to be a cracker. Uh, it should be a really, really entertaining game. And um, then something also we didn't really mention, Des Bryant is back in football for oh, the yeah. Ravens. Of course, because... When you get signed for a team now in the NFL, you have to go to one of the four best teams, pretty much. It's pretty much either Tampa or, or Tampa uh, Kansas Chiefs, yeah. or Baltimore, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. uh, so Des Bryant obviously popping up to help the Ravens Des even Bryant, more. Former, um, former Cowboy. Cowboys leading touchdown receiver ever. Yeah. ever, And a real feature of the All or Nothing series yeah. on Amazon. Yeah, big, he's, big character for, in terms of both stature and character for the Mar Jackson to throw at. Well, uh, he's on the practice squad at the moment. He's only, oh, yeah, he's not going to start this week. Yeah, this week I saw videos of him pretending to be Chase Claypool. Like, who wears number 11. <laughs> oh, no. Because he has to. No, so this I didn't realise. The, the scout team yeah. is a legit thing in the NFL. And they spend the whole week studying the upcoming opponents. Right. And obviously play like them in practice. Oh, okay. So yeah, Antonio yeah. Brown wears number eleven and is Chase Claypool. So the defense can pretend eleven. Uh, okay. So that's what they will do on the Sunday, which yeah. is quite cool. That is cool. I do like that. I do like that kind of dummies. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that is very cool. So you've gone for the Steelers. I've gone for the Ravens. That's going to be a very close game. Raiders Browns is the next game we're calling. It's not a team that have plus five hundred uh, in terms of the Browns facing them. So they might have a chance, I reckon. Um, the Raiders have given up a lot of points, thirty points in five of the last six games. Um, and the Browns, this weird record they share with the Bears and the Bills, where they've got winning records but a negative points differential, which is very uncommon in the NFL. I mean, it makes sense for the Bears. The Bills, I was slightly surprised by that, with that one. Uh, but yeah, the Browns obviously uh, winning games very tightly and also being blown out. I think it's be a close game. Really, really close game. Uh, I think I've called it just about for the Browns. Uh, but I can see it's been a one-possession game, Tom. Yeah, no, I think this is going to be a chance for, for John Gruden and Derek Carr to sort of come back from that defeat um, after their bye this week. And I think they're going to really want to sort of assert themselves. And now a division with the Chargers looking like they're putting some things together. Yeah. Um, probably a bit late now for the Chargers to make a playoff run at 1-5. You, you um, think so, yeah. 2-5, two 2-4. and 2-5? Two and 2-4. Two and two and two and Maybe well, a bit late. Two and four. <laughs> yeah, my, 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 I think it's like two and four, two and five. Yeah. Tyra Taylor got one win. Justin Herbert's got one win. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It might be a bit late for them, but the Raiders now have them. You're looking over your shoulder like, fuck, Herbert's putting some things together. We need to get some wins. I'm going to go for the Raiders. You're going to go for the Browns. And we're going to move on to the Chargers and Justin Herbert against the Broncos in division. The Broncos, who I picked to be the, the sort of wild card team. Uh, but it looks like the Chargers put themselves together. They have some smart uniforms as yeah, well. Oh, yeah. oh really? my God. That dark blue one. Oh, the Very sky nice. blue one, mate. Yeah, I sky love, blue. I love the, the sky one. blue one. And I love Justin Herbert in it. Yeah. He slings them all around. He's brilliant. He's honestly. really justifying that position in terms of being picked of it. Uh, obviously, cruel for Tyrod Taylor the way he was picked in that kind oh, yeah, of way after yeah. being injured by his own team medic. But like, he's definitely justifying Justin Herbert. He did not look out of place at all on the pitch. Obviously, against... Uh, 
uh, Jacksonville, but still not. I've seen this stat here where the Chargers we talked about last year. They lost loads of games by like three points. This year they're two and four, but their points differential is like goal difference. It's only minus five. So again, oh, really yeah. tough for them in terms of losing a lot of games narrowly. I think the Chargers already written both Chargers. I think the Chargers will beat the Broncos quite comfortably in this game, and they're only one game behind the Raiders in terms of that division. So in terms of getting a playoff spot, they're definitely in with a shout. I think. Yeah. Uh, Vikings, Packers. The Vikings offer buy. But the Packers just charge on and on and on. <laughs> I just don't see. I mean, Kirk Cousins have a pretty poor year by his standards in terms of passer rating. Matt LaFleur, since he came into the Packers, this is a great stat. It's 18 and 4, <laughs> which is the best win percentage of any coach who's coached more than 20 games. Obviously, he's only coached 22, so it's a very small sample size. But to win 18 out of your first 22 in the NFL in any division with any quarterback is incredibly impressive. And uh, Aaron Rodgers has the highest passer rating of any player uh, in games against the Vikings ever, pretty much. Um, they won it pretty comfortably the Packers in week one I don't see them not winning this one as well yeah no Lefleur and Rodgers are combining beautifully and yeah. sort of and Rodgers looks like a happy man yeah he, um, he did quite a nice interview with the NFL UK guy because uh, the Packers are actually the only team not to play in the UK oh. which is quite fun and he did an interview with the NFL UK guy um, just basically saying how happy he is really yeah. um, and he can't believe he also said oh, we can't believe that Mike Zimmer the coach of the Vikings is sort of in the hot seat at the moment because of how badly they're doing they're sort of a, they're like they're, we talk about best worst teams and yeah. the worst best teams. I think the Vikings are one of those best worst teams. Yeah, and the sort of the highlight for them at the moment is Justin Jefferson. You're right, he's playing absolutely insane. Um, coming out of that LSU national championship college winning team, but we both have to pick the Packers here. It's I a big do, divisional game, though. I do wonder if the Vikings are struggling slightly with not having those home fans. It's a big arena there. They've lost all three of their home Skull. games this season. Skull. Exactly. Skull. Um, like, the atmosphere is big, and you know it really helps I reckon, Kirk Cousins. He's not a man known for his confidence kind of thing, especially under pressure. And I feel like that might have you know, slightly uh, prevented him from doing as well as they want. They are rock solid at that division, the NFC North currently, the Vikings. So both yeah. thinking the Packers will win that. Saints-Bears, we were talking about Drew Brees, and should I pick him or not? What do you think, Tom? I think, I think the Saints are going to take this... Takes yeah. away, to be honest. I think the Bears finally going to get sort of found out for being poor. Uh, Matt Nagy, their coach, I think he's a better coach than people are giving him credit. They're what, a 2-5 and five team? And apparently on some poll, he's like the third worst ranked coach really? at the moment, which is insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 5-2, and two, yeah. Five and which, two. Is, which is insane considering how well they're doing. They basically just don't have a quarterback. They don't um, have a quarterback, no. They're 5-2 uh, and, and two with a minus 2 goal difference, just to say. Like. They, so they, for the, they threw the ball, okay, for a 40-yard game in their game on Monday night, their sixth game of the season, and that was the first time they'd had a throw play over 40 yards. In yeah. six, and Justin Herbert threw for two 70-yard touchdowns in his first game, for fuck's sake. Yeah. I think the Saints... That's how uh, limited they are, yeah. uh, the Bears. I mean, yeah, I agree. I think this would be quite a comfortable win for Drew Brees and the Saints. The Colts oh <laughs> versus the Lions. Uh, this is our seventh, eighth consecutive week not discussing the Lions. Even <laughs> they won. They did win. They did I actually win. I betted on them as well. Really, yeah, the Lions are, oh, just if we're talking about bets, the Cowboys absolutely fucked my eight-fold <laughs> accumulator. It all went right. Other than the Cowboys getting blown out. But anyway, Lions are 5-13 and 13 at home since 2018, which is the worst in the NFL. What They've lost the six fuck? straight games at home. What the Colts the are put here, a really lopsided team. The Colts have got an unbelievable defence, second best in the league, but no run game at all, which means they're 32nd in rushing. It's all on Philip Rivers' shoulders to kind of lead them to wins. However, against the Lions, I think it'll be a very, very close win, close game. Uh, and I've actually put it down as a close Lions win. Uh, I, don't think, I don't think the Colts have got enough offensively. You've just sort of like statted yourself. I've, sta- I've outstatted At- myself. Yeah, 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 I've yeah, anti-skilled yeah. myself. Literally. I've said how bad the Lions are in terms of losing loads of games in a row. But I think in terms of this game, 
I don't think the Colts will have enough, so I'm backing the Lions. You've given me these insane stats about how <laughs> shit the Lions are at home. And then but curveball. <laughs> honestly, well, I'll happily take the Colts. Um, 49ers, Seahawks. This is exciting. In the best division in football. Fucking hell. This is where we really see if the 49ers are back or not. Um, did they play in the playoffs last year, these two? Uh, the 49ers and the Seahawks. No, the Seahawks went out to... The no, Packers. Did... Packers, the yeah, Packers, yeah. 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 So... These two are both sort of playoff teams and both teams we picked to be trying to make the playoffs this year. Seahawks obviously coming off the back of a defeat. Again, I say neither team can really afford to lose this with Arizona playing so well. It really makes things interesting in that division. Oh, I don't know how to pick it. Seahawks at home, maybe that might be the difference. Seahawks are at home in this. The 49ers are so impressive against the Pats last week and the Seahawks angry though. Seahawks just defense isn't great, you know. No. It's really not great. Kyler Murray and the Cardinals threw all over them. Yeah. And ugh, the 49ers don't have any wide receivers. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going Seahawks. Yeah, I think we both Yeah, are. okay, both going Seahawks. I've hoped I might twist your arm there by you going, oh, I'll go. no, no, both going Seahawks. Uh, the Titans, Bengals. I really want the Bengals to get a couple more wins uh, on the board this season. I don't think it will come against the Titans, sadly. I think they'll bounce back after that loss against the Steelers. Um, but they have won five of their games by one possession of the Titans. So they're a bit of kind of a... Sure. How many have the Bengals lost? The six and one. And the Bengals, yeah. I mean, they've lost. They've lost three games where they scored twenty-seven points. Think of the other teams that have lost a lot of games. They haven't been putting up points. I mean, other than the Falcons, obviously. Um, but yeah, the Bengals. We've got put the Titans here. The Bengals. There's a lot of promise though. This is not a team that's uh, tanking. It's not a team that's rebuilding and getting nowhere. You think there is promise there? They just need a lot. These are a lot more pieces of the puzzle. And you think this draft will hopefully. You know what? Because they've got their quarterback sorted. Yeah, that it is sorted. It doesn't really matter how no. badly they do. They don't want to do worst. No. Because the number one pick means nothing for them because they don't want Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. The number two pick doesn't mean nothing because they don't want Justin Fields. Yeah. They're perfectly happy being like, let's say the Cardinals had the fifth pick this year. Yeah. Or seventh pick this year. Seventh. It was the seventh. And got Isaiah Simmons. Like, yeah. you can be. At the later end of that top 10, I get a, a class player. Yeah. Shout out Isaiah Simmons with his first inception as well. Yeah, yeah. Also, you think about That's the cap cool. space they must have. If they yeah. want to properly start rebuilding, it won't be that hard. Yeah, I think this is, these players. are all good signs, even if they do lose to the Titans this year. Sure. Cowboys, back Eagle, NFC Easter, back again. Tom, Cowboys, Eagles. Can you pick the Cowboys to win any game Absolutely with first not, string no. quarterback? No, no, I don't think no, you can. No, no. Uh, both Eagles, I think. I think I mean, we can breeze through that. The fact we picked the Cowboys to win with a second string quarterback was one thing. <laughs> to win with their third, it's not happening. We have no faith Especially now. not in Philadelphia. All faith is gone. Yeah, Patriots-Bills. Now, this is a game I'm excited about, mainly because Bill Belichick is 35-5 and five against the Bills, okay? So Bill for him to lose this, so yeah, Bill against the Bills wins okay battle of the bills <laughs> exactly. there we go oh we've already written the headline uh the bills meanwhile this year they are Norton two against playoff teams from last year so you know they have struggled in those big matchups i don't think they've been blown out in those games but it'd be huge for them to kind of get a proper win against a notably big team a team that's bullied them over the last 20 years uh in the afc so i'd love to see the bills walk out of this game for a win i don't think it'll be easy i don't think it'll be anything like what the 49ers did to the Patriots, but I think I'm still going to pick the Bills to win this one. The Patriots have no weapons, no, Will. Absolutely nothing. nothing. And so Cam Newton is just fucked at the moment. It's so we harsh have, for him. For a little bit. And he also doesn't look the same after COVID. Like, he might no. still be unwell, you know what I mean? Like, you never know what's going on with him um, in terms of his health. He did seem to get rushed back after, what, a week or so? He yeah. can't take it out of people. He's a bit older than most. Nah, I'm joking. He's obviously in his prime fitness. Yeah. But, like... I think you have to pick the Bills here, which is a great moment for the Bills to be backed in a Patriots game. And if they do win this, I mean, not that the yeah. Patriots are currently challenging them in the AFC, it's the Bills are quite comfortably 
uh, top of the AFC at the moment. But if they do win this, that almost certainly solidifies. Obviously, they're five and two at the moment. The Patriots are two and four. Dolphins three and three. They're not, they're not going to get close to the Bills. So five and two Bills. They become the six and two Bills. That division is certainly theirs. Uh, finally, not finally, Bucks Giants Tom. Well, we're both going to give the Bucks, aren't we? Um, yeah. Giants are sort of, I think, similar. To the Bengals, in the sense that I think they've got their quarterback. Do you? Yeah, um, I, do. I don't know about I'm that. I'm quite one. happy with it. Um, I think Trevor's there, or if Justin Fields there, they take him though, which would yeah. be interesting because then lots of people want Daniel Jones. But anyway, they're sort of in a position where I think I put it like put it this way: compared to the two New York teams, every game the Jets getting worse. Every game, I think the Giants are getting better. Marginally I generally better, do. Possibly, so yeah. you got to think about that. I think they're going to struggle against the Bucks. Obviously, uh, both going to get the Bucks. Yeah, both of them. And then if we look at the Jets versus the Chiefs, it's just gonna be fucking yeah, horrendous. The Jets Chiefs could be could be R rated. The Jets Chiefs. Oh could, my god! Could yeah, be yeah, yeah, Horrible. I mean, the Chiefs winning forty three against forty three sixteen against the Broncos. Obviously, fucking they could hell. score a lot more than forty three against the Jets. So that's how many score against the Chiefs. I can see. Uh, how many the yards did they get? Four. Four. So second half, it was it was four net yards. Okay, oh. so they may have got twelve, but then they may have been pushed back yeah. eight. So four net yards is. I don't know how much we can more we can amplify that. That's only four yards away from none. I can jump four yards yeah. for fuck's sake. <laughs> you can jump further than the Jets moved up the entire field in a half against the Bills. Uh, oh, you can't amplify that statistic anymore. The Chiefs, I think, could t- comfortably be subbing Mahomes. Honestly. And giving him half a bye. Maybe subbing him at half time and giving him a bit <laughs> of like half a bye week for him. This could be um, records for Mahomes, though. This could be like 10 touchdowns in a game. Yeah, it, it literally could be. I feel really bad. And the Jets' schedule doesn't get any better. <laughs> um, Adam Gase is still the head coach as it stands. Uh, this could be nice. Now, people really starting to talk about Trevor Lawrence. People saying that Jets would be a bad place for him to go. Other people saying, well, think about it. They've got a good GM in Adam Douglas. People still back the GM. Gase will be out. Uh, Joe, Joe <laughs> Douglas, crossed. sorry. Gase will be out by the time Trevor Lawrence comes in. You can't stay, you know, coach of a team when they're like 2-14 and 14, if they even get two wins, that is. Okay, it's a big city. They've got cap space. They do have lots of very young draft picks from the last two years on the offensive lines. They've got some talent. They will have more draft picks. Would it be the worst place for Trevor Lawrence? Possibly not the worst place, I'd say. Depends whether he's got Adam Gase or still not. <laughs> it depends if he's got Adam Gase or not. But I think they would, lots of good coaches will still want to come to somewhere like Jets because of the name, because of the city, and because if they get if they know it, it means they get to coach Trevor Lawrence. I mean, let's say the Jets finish this season. And this might be why they're holding on to Adam Gase. Because they might want to say to coaches in the off-season, well, look, we've got them one pick. Yeah, so yeah, come yeah, to yeah, us, yeah. take Trevor, and see what you can do with this franchise. As opposed to coming in now, midway through the season, getting yeah. a bang average coach who's like, well, what is there for me to work with? You know, so who knows what happened there? I talk about the Jets far too much, but this will be a dominating win for the Chiefs. Put, you know, a minus twenty handicap on them and be very comfortable. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, it's two a time, Tom. It is first start for the Dolphins in Miami against the Rams. Not a game you'd want him to start in. Not the game you want him to have the first start in. Aaron Donald charging down your throat. It's exciting. It's no matter what you say, it's exciting. Uh, Aaron Donald will be charging at him, um, but it's time for him to shine. And you know what? He comes in against in adversity. And he excels. This is what he's made for. I said watch the Cardinals versus the Seahawks highlights. Watch Tua's national championship game. Yeah. Where he comes on at halftime when they're trailing by about 17 to the Georgia Bulldogs. And he absolutely throws all over them and wins it for Alabama. He loves this occasion. He's going to be at home, which is amazing. If only there'd be fans. Can you imagine yeah. if there were fans? It'd be incredible. I think oh. his jersey is still... He hasn't started, but he might be one of the best sold jerseys. Top five yeah, jerseys yeah, sold yeah, yeah. in the league this season, which just shows how much Miami has already fallen in love with his player. And how much coming out of game. college he's rated. Yeah, exactly. I mean, one you know, players that people... Fans like myself, who didn't really watch much college football, knew about him for like two years. 
before he entered the league. So that's exciting. It's a good place to end. Oh, I'm sure I can't wait to talk about how he performs. And Tom, you got something to say? A fun Tungvala sort of fact. Yes. His, his brother made oh, his yeah. first Maryland. start in Maryland and threw three interceptions, no touchdowns for 94 yards. Oh, I really uh, hope yeah. he doesn't say through three touchdowns. No, I, I, it's funny you say that because I saw two of posts about his brother playing and then see more posts. <laughs> like, the story, I thought if he'd done really well, you see the story, be like, yes, didn't see anything more, maybe hit a little bit. Uh, but to have two Tucker Valleyers in the league yeah, would be incredible. Be cool. um, but yeah, that's a good place to wrap up our show. I think being a really good show. Lots of close wins last week. Hopefully there's more close games this week. If you can get a stream of Red Zone, that is the place to be um, to watch those games. Games to watch out for. Steelers, Ravens will be huge. I think uh, Bills, Patriots will be good. 49ers, Seahawks is a huge game. Uh, look forward to talking to you next week. At which point it'll be mid-season. Bang on mid-season next week, which is crazy to say. Uh, because it feels like yesterday we were saying, when's the league going to start? Honestly, uh, We'll be mid-season game. next week and we can start talking to how good they started the season to who's going to make the playoffs and that's exciting uh, so thanks for listening and we will hear from you next week Mahomes timing route down the sideline it's caught touchdown Brady pumps looking for Brown deep and throwing for